0: Good morning. Everybody hear me? Yes. Good morning. So my name is Maggie. For those who don't know me, um, we are here today to continue the series on measure of faith. So for those who were here a few weeks back, George, actually my husband, started the first two uh, pieces of the series. So we first started talking about St. Paul, who was one of the greatest missionaries, wrote many books. He wrote actually 14 books in the New Testament. One of them is Romans. And so what we did was we zoomed in on Romans 12 and Romans 12. If you haven't read it, I really encourage you to read it. There is a lot of rich um, theology, but also a lot of application for life in Romans 12. And so we talked about that and picked out the pieces that St. Paul talks about are are, that we are called to serve and that service is not necessarily church service. And I'm going to talk through a little bit more today about how we are all members of one body and how that that what we call service can have different applications, whether in this forum or outside of this forum. And that's that's more what we're going to talk about today. And then next week, we're going to continue with the last part of the series around servant leadership. And in fact, if if you look at some of the management leadership books that have been written over the last many, many years, it's really interesting to see the shifts. And in fact, today, the most popular books on leadership, they don't even call it management anymore. They call it leadership. It's all around servant leadership. And if you look at the roots of, of what those books talk about, they're all biblical. They're all around following what Jesus did and using his role model. So we're going to talk about more of that next week. Today, we're going to talk about how we are all members of one body and how we use these gifts in that way. All right. So I like to use analogies. So I'm going to start with a picture. Um, and if you know which one of my children is in this picture, please do not tell them. Um, <laughs> What what is this? Can anybody tell me what this is? It's not a trick question. It's uh-huh. a soccer game of four-year-olds. How do four-year-olds play soccer? They don't play soccer. They, okay, Miriam said it. They don't. Why don't they play soccer? They don't really know the rules. They don't know the rules. There's another. There's no, So look look at how they're positioned together. They're like a little herd, okay? Okay, now let's compare it to this. Okay, and I purposely made this picture generic enough so you can't tell those teams, so we don't have any rivalries going on. <laughs> so what, what do you see about what, do you, what can you tell about this picture? Very good, yep, so they're positioned in the right place. They know their position. They know where they're supposed to be. What else? they all clumped together, right? So there's a big key difference in they know their role, they know their gift, they know what position they play, and they play together for some kind of common purpose, okay? Versus the four-year-olds on the left, they're all about me. it's like, I want the ball, and that's the goal of what they're trying to do on the left, versus over on the right, there's a bit more of a common purpose, okay? And so I use this example, as a way to illustrate what St. Paul wrote. And that's, for we having many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. So now, if we come back up from soccer to maybe us, Maybe some of us don't play soccer. How do we interpret this verse? God's given every one of us some kind of gift. You may think it's small, but you know what? Nothing is small in the sight of God or in his eyes. So don't don't think that, oh, this doesn't really matter. Okay? Each one of us needs to know what those gifts are, learn what those gifts are, and and use them in a humble way. Um, And we don't all have the same gifts. Uh, You know, I look at my own household with the five of us in our household. We're all very, very different, and that can contribute to some diversity and potentially conflict. But you balance each other out and think about that in in your household or at your work, maybe where you work. You're on a team. You don't all have the same strengths. Maybe you ask a coworker or a peer, hey, I need some help with this. I'm using Excel. I don't know how to use Excel. Can you show me? I mean, that's a really simple example. But you know what? Showing somebody how to use Excel, that's a way of service. That's a small way of service. And you helping that peer or colleague at work shows what's in your heart, that you're willing to help them out. Um, Think about tutoring, think about in school, think about if you're in the medical profession. Oh my goodness, if you're in the medical profession, bless you, That's all you do all day is serve others. You know, and so think about that, that God has given us something. Now, take away profession. Think about things like empathy, compassion, Leadership, knowledge, having some kind of knowledge to share, all of those are gifts that God has given you, and it's your responsibility to find a way to use them for the glory of his body. So this is his body, what we see here in front of us, but when you step outside of these doors, his body's also out there at your work, whether you're part of a club or maybe you're on a board of some kind, or maybe you work in some charitable organization or your neighborhood think about it your neighborhood is the body of christ and so in every one of those places think about your gifts and how you can bring them to light and use that to show god's light and don't think to say well i'm only going to use my service where it's deserved that's that's not a very humble approach you need to think about using your service anywhere and everywhere to show god's light okay now This is Romans 12, four through six. The verse right before it is where we got the title of the series for I say through the grace given to me, that is Paul, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt each one a measure of faith. This verse on its own, we could probably spend an hour unpacking this one verse. There's so much in this verse. So Paul, even Paul recognizes there was a grace given to him. He was, he was um, a very accomplished missionary, converted thousands, thousands and thousands of people to Christianity. But he knew that it wasn't him. He says, the grace given to me. So he knows that that gift was given to him. And he took it upon himself to use that gift. So that he could tell others about the light of the world, tell others about Jesus. So to everyone who is among you, this applies to every one of us, whether in this room or not in this room, not to think of himself more highly. Again, there's a humility that comes with understanding what your gift is and using it. Now, some, some people can be proud of their gift and there's nothing wrong with that. But using it in a, in a prideful way, I, I don't know that that's what God's intention is. God's intention is for us to use this in a, in a humble way. Um, and so God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. So God has figured out what your gift is and given you something that's appropriate for you, given you something maybe that's complementary to those around you, something that you can use to contribute in a different way than, than any, anybody else in this room. This outward expression of using our gift, serving in some way, is, is an expression of what's inside. So if you're choosing not to use that that gift, that's also an expression of, of what's inside. So we're part of the body of Christ, and we need to think about how we're all members of that and how we all work together for this one body of Christ. Okay, two words on the screen, me and we. What's interesting is if you, yeah, if you flip it, I see Matt doing this. Yeah, if you flip it, me turns into we, okay? Um, so, with which one of these do you identify more, or do you think the world identifies more with? Me. The world's all about me. What's in it for me? Me, 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 me. That's not what's intended by St. Paul's writing, and that's not what's intended when we say we are a part of the body of Christ. It's we. So, we need to think about flipping that me into a we. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you thought about what are the consequences of holding back your gift? So let's say you know you have some kind of gift and you say, I don't want to use it. What if the goalie, we go a couple of slides back, said, you know what, I don't want to defend this goal. I'm gonna step aside from the goal. I don't feel like defending the goal. What's gonna happen? Somebody else is gonna have to step in, right? Then he lose the game, if you use a soccer example. And so when we think about us being members of the body of Christ, if I've been entrusted with a gift to provide some kind of service and I say, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. It's going to leave a hole. And it may then require somebody else to have to do more or to step in or do something maybe that's not wasn't their gift to begin with. So, so think about that. Um, also, think about this somebody loses one of their senses, let's say somebody goes blind or loses their hearing, their other senses become stronger to make up for it, okay? And so in a sense, the body of Christ is like that too, but we need to do our part to keep our, our member of the body strong so we can contribute in the way that God intended. So if you don't play your role, somebody else is going to have to step in, and, and if you think about there's lots of, I can use many, many examples around here in the church. So. Mark was kind enough to set up all this equipment for us. So if Mark wasn't here, what was going to happen? Somebody else was not. Guess what? If they were dependent on me to set it up, I don't think we'd, we'd have any of this set up because I don't know how to do all of this, right? So, so you may think something like that's really small. So thank you, Mark, for your setup. Um, but it contributes to us being able to sit here together and have a conversation. You know, something like the coffee service. I know that kind of sits in the background and. But if whoever didn't make the coffee today, we'd all probably be a little grumpier, right? Not wanted to be here. So you think about just all those little kinds of things. It's not necessarily Sunday school or teaching or anything really glamorous. But but there's small ways that every one of us can contribute to this body of Christ. Okay, so I started thinking about what are some other examples that we can use to illustrate this me versus we. So first example was... There was a a, a rich young man who asked Jesus, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him, you need to follow the commandments. And and the young man said, "I, I do all of that. And Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, then go sell what you have, give it to the poor and follow me. You will have riches in heaven. So does anybody remember what this young man did? Went outside and you can see, well, the picture is not so easy to see. He's over here on the right. He's actually walking away, kind of sorrowful, because he was asked to give away what he had. Now, in this example, let's take his wealth. Maybe he had some other gifts. He didn't want to give that up, so he walked away. Now we don't know any more about what happened to him. Probably didn't didn't inherit eternal salvation. But think about the flip of this too. Who could have benefited from him giving his goods to the poor? There probably could have been hundreds or thousands of people that could have benefited from him giving up of what he had, giving up of his gifts. Maybe he also had uh, uh, another gift of of empathy or knowledge or or prophecy or whatever. We we don't know any of that. But he said, I don't want that. And he left it alone. And he basically threw that gift away. (coughs) There's another example that I thought of, of somebody who initially said no and then came back and said yes, and that's Jonah. So the story of Jonah, he was a prophet in the Old Testament. He was a very gifted prophet. He was was being sent by God to different cities to proclaim salvation, um, to bring people to repentance. And God told him, go to Nineveh. And he said, no, thank you. I'm not going there. And he ended up going the opposite direction. And in fact, he ended up on a boat. The boat uh, ended up in some tempestuous seas, and the mariners who were on this boat were really afraid, and they were like, what is going on here? And they woke up Jonah, and he said, it's because of me, throw me into the sea. So he knew what he had done. He was thrown into the sea, and if we fast forward, he got swallowed by a by fish. He ended up getting spit up onto dry land, and while he was in the fish, he actually had a conversation with God and realized what he had done and realized that he had thrown away this gift and didn't, didn't follow the command that he was, he was given a second chance. Sometimes we don't get second chances. He he got a second chance. And so then after that, he went to Nineveh and he preached the message of salvation and and of repentance. And he, he completed his duty. So we want to look to him as an example of okay, somebody who said no at the beginning. And he was given a second chance, but we're not always given that second chance. The third example is Ruth. So Ruth is also from the Old Testament. And, and if you haven't read the book of Ruth, it's four chapters long. It's a really, really good read. Go read it. Um, but I'm going to give you just the, the real highlights. So she she and another lady named Orpah were married to two brothers. The brothers ended up dying um, and their father-in-law died. And they were left with her, their mother-in-law, Naomi. And Naomi told them, go back to your lands. Just leave me. I'll be fine. You go back to your families. And Orpah went her way. Ruth said, absolutely not. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay with you. And she was committed. She was loyal. She she had this this spirit of compassion about her that she wasn't going to leave Naomi, who was an older lady by herself. They didn't know where they were going to go. So they ended up going. And again, I'm going to simplify the story a little bit. She ended up picking barley as as a way of finding sustenance for themselves. And she met a man named Boaz. Fast forward, okay? She did this, by the way, out of the goodness of her heart. She could have just left Naomi and said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go do something else. But she was very loyal to her. Well, she ended up marrying Boaz. And if you think about the lineage of Jesus, this is where the lineage of Jesus came from. So Ruth and Boaz were married. They had a son named Obed. Obed had a son named Jesse. And Jesse was the father of King David. And then that lineage continues all the way to Jesus. So let's say Ruth had decided to say, no, thank you. I'm going to go do something else. I don't know where we'd all be. I don't know that this lineage would have, would have ever come to be. Uh, so for each one of us, we need to think about we're a member of the body of Christ. What are our gifts? How do we know what those gifts are? How do we use those gifts in a way that, that collectively benefits everybody here, but also everybody out there? And think about this as you go through your week. I hope I've given you something to think about as you go through your week. Maybe as you're interacting at work. Maybe with... Um, You're dropping your kids off at school, with with the school, with the teachers, you know, are there ways you can help them? And again, no service is too small. No service is too small. So as we conclude, um, I found this, I thought this was really, really a nice little phrase. Your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. So this is kind of the summary of the talents, the parable of the talents in, in two little sentences. So think about if you're not using your gift and giving it back to God, you're kind of telling him no thank you. And I don't think that's what any of us really intend. So we need to think about what are those gifts, how do we use them for the collective benefit of of all of us. So between now and next week, think about what is your measure of faith? Do you choose me or we? And then we're going to bridge this, bridge Romans chapter 12 into servant leadership, and talk about those elements of servant leadership and how those really kind of sprung out of, of Romans chapter 12. Okay? So thank you for having me today. I love you. All right. In the name of the Father and
1: the Son and the Holy Spirit, we God, Amen. We are bombarded on every side of of just wanting to do everything just for us, of just what's convenient for us, what's best for me, what's best for those around me, what's best for my media family, and this, that's just about it. But Lord, we pray that, like through this talk, it can prick our conscience to maybe for us to assess not to live for me, but that we're part of something so much bigger. Lord, you have beautifully entrusted every single person with the unique personality and gifts in which you have entrusted us with, which we are called to give that back to others. Lord, we pray that we can find the urge of just living for ourselves, and that we can give of ourselves, give of our gifts. And Lord, maybe some of us are not even sure what those gifts are. Lord, I pray that we can look introspectively, we can assess, Maybe ask those around us what our gifts are for us to be able to realize what we have given us and for us to give that back to you. Just as we see in the story of Ruth, her giving of her gifts made an impact not on her, but the next generation and so forth. Lord, we know that Allah is on our line if we only live for ourselves. Lord, we pray that we can be your light by using the gifts that you have given us to not only impact us, but impact others around us but it will also make a generational impact when we live for something so much bigger than ourselves. Through the intercession of Saint Mary, the Mother of God, and all your saints, Lord, hear us as we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive us our trespasses, the Lord, the kingdom, the power, the okay. Thank you, Maggie, and uh, we'll be wrapping up this series next Sunday.